This is Chris David, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus podcast. Hello, welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast. My name's Matt Boisclair, and what a weekend it's been to be a Fulham fan as we completely blew Huddersfield off the park with an outstanding 5-1 win at the John Smith Stadium. It was a brilliant away day all round and saw us go top of the league after just two games. Dylan Chavas was there with me and he joins us tonight along with Matt Dom and we'll go back over the game, then we'll look ahead to Tuesday night's match away at Millwall 2. So let's go. Fulham. Right, lads, that was all right, wasn't it? Before we get into it and look back at the game, how do you feel after that? It's a serious signal of intent to go and score five away from home so early in the season, especially when two of the goals came when we were down to 10 men. Dylan, talk to me. Yeah, completely, completely amazing. I mean, the last thing I was expecting when I went up early on Saturday morning was for us to leave five one winners. I mean, the last time we scored five away from home was Sheffield United, but that was 5 4. Uh, it's our biggest away win in 22 years since we beat Norwich 4-0 in 1999 in the League Cup. But it's actually our biggest league away win ever. So, yeah, something completely amazing to be a part of. And it feels kind of deserved after the sort of 18 months we've been through with the pandemic and also the shocking football in the Premier League. Yeah, quite, quite. I was going to say that to you, actually, Dom, as well. It's been a quite a turgid couple of years that we've we've sat here and we've talked and talked and talked about, oh, well, at least we won the game, but it wasn't particularly entertaining. Now, all of a sudden, we're the entertainers. Yeah, it just what a, what a difference. I mean, it's the same same set of players. Hmm. Uh, obviously, the same set of players pretty much in the Premier League and not far off the same set of players when we got promoted um, a couple of years ago, but vastly different. I mean, we, we can think of... We beat Millwall five 0 but I dare say even that wasn't quite as entertaining as, as as last night, was it? I mean, what a difference a manager who wants wants to get forward. And I just, I just always think about the difference. We'll, we'll probably we'll come on to later, obviously, but the difference between what Scott Parker would have done at three one up, ten men, yeah. and what what Silver did, which was obviously go for the jugular and. Oh, I, I tell you what, I prefer to be watching, that's for sure. Uh, amazing, what a win. Well, I got up this morning and I stuck on the EFL show on Quest and Colin Murray had um, Ian Holloway on. And Ian Holloway was saying, I can't believe Fulham let Scott Parker go. You know, he's uh, he's one of the best young managers around, blah, blah, blah. Um, but we've well, just... even after... This is yeah. after the game, right? Yeah, yeah, after, after the game. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I thought, all right, well, obviously you like you like Scott Parker and Scott Parker did do a good job at Fulham. But that that was just something else yesterday. I mean, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I think Huddersfield were very, very poor indeed. That being said, 5-1 away from home is amazing. Like, we'd, if we'd have come away from that and just had that 3-1 and, you know, after the sending off, we just kind of saw the game out, then you go, OK, fair enough. That was that was a decent win. But to then carry on after scoring those three goals and just still add a couple more um, was just was just superb. Um, let, let's go back over it then. So it's, it's difficult to know where to start here, to be honest. You've got the rebirth of Josh Onoma. Jean-Michel Serri starting a league game for the first time in two and a half years and absolutely dominating it. Fabio Carvalho's first championship goal, 
Dylan, talk to me about the fact that we have a superb midfield there who are not only dominant on the ball, but are starting to chip in with some goals already too. Yeah, it's, it is really, really surreal. I've always felt for like a few years now, we've been a bit of a soft touch in the middle. Like we look like we could concede at any time. But yesterday was the first time in a few years when I've watched us and we actually looked properly, properly in control of the game for like long, long periods. And we just looked, we just looked much, much better in every single department. We looked like we had a bit of steel about ourselves. And yeah, it was really like something a world away from what I've been watching recently. But yeah, so, so pleased to finally uh, be supporting a team of that calibre. Yeah, I mean, that, that midfield is impressive. And you think about it, that was without Zambo, who, fair enough, some he's, he's Marmite, isn't he, really? But you can't really argue that he'd be one of the better players in this league if he if he was starting for us. And then, obviously, Harrison Reed's still to come back. Um, and just last week, we were saying, oh, we probably need a bit more, a few more bodies in there because we, with um, Tyrese Francois in there, he's he did okay. But I think we were saying we... We'd be worried if he started every game. Um, Seri coming in was probably a surprise to most people. Um, the fact he's starting may, might suggest he's going to be here for the season. And if he can kind of dictate games from that from that kind of deep position like he did against Huddersfield, then we're going to be very difficult to beat. Um, yeah, fantastic. I mean, it was a different lineup to the one before. Similar performance in that we were dominant, but this time we got we we got the result as well. And yeah, long may it continue. Fantastic stuff to watch. Seri made that job that he was doing, sat in front of the back four yesterday, look effortless. Um, He was very elegant on the ball. People have questioned his attitude over the past few years because obviously he's buggered off when we've we've gone down before and gone out on loan. Um, But I thought it was a thoroughly professional performance. And it's now got me thinking... I really want him to stay. I know he's, 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 he's always been a hate figure, hasn't he? But all it's taken is that one performance for him to come in and and put in a, a hell of a performance. And, and now I, I, I want him to. I don't. If he goes um, before the transfer deadline day, I'm going to be a bit disappointed. What do you reckon, Dylan? Yeah, I'd be a bit gutted as well. I remember when we signed him, he was linked with sort of Barcelona, Arsenal, all those sorts of teams at the time, and then he just sort of turned up unannounced at our training ground. Which was like completely, completely. It was it was a very, uh, a very surreal signing. But I think he was he, he was tied to Le Marchand, wasn't he? Just yeah, uh, yeah. Just... yeah. He came <laughs> Le Marchand came tied to his ankle. Um, but yeah, I've always hoped that there'd be a player in there. And I think when he scored against Burnley in that, like that first or second game back in the Premier League, I thought, oh, we could be on something good here. But then he never really kicked on from there. He had a good game against Brighton when we came from behind to beat them at home. And then since then, we've really seen nothing of him. He's like he had a sort of foul attitude towards the back end of that Premier League season. And then he was here for the first half of the sec- the Premier League season just gone before he went off to Bordeaux. Um, but yeah, I've, I hope I hope that we can start to see the best of him now because I still think he can be a really, really good player and offer something great to us. I mean, as I say, he was linked to Barcelona and now he's going to be playing at sort of Huddersfield, Millwall, Stoke in the Championship. So he should come good, but obviously it's just a matter of time, isn't it, really? Yeah. And another midfielder that had a, a really good game, Josh Onomer, he came close with with an effort that was well saved by Ryan Schofield in the Huddersfield goal, or to use his proper name, 31, you fucking shit, as the away end was singing all throughout the second half. <laughs> um, Huddersfield then had a goal ruled out for offside via their only threat all game. A corner, which with their huge defenders queuing up, um, that they they come in and, and tried to head the ball home, and then they did, but it was ruled out. Um, then there was our first goal, perfectly crafted for us via a series of Huddersfield mistakes. 
But it's relit the flame and Mitro's back on fire. Talk me through the goal, lads. I don't think he's just Huddersfield mistakes. It's probably a serious officiating mistake in there as well. I think he's about a yard, a yard. Yeah, uh, but but how could the how could any of the officials at Championship level give that? No one can see it. It, There's there's no VAR or anything. So we've got to take what we're given in the Championship. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you you can blame. I suppose you can blame the (laughs) the the guy who's who's desperately trying to save a throw-in to begin with. Hmm. Who, Why? Why did a, he do it? Just give away a free kick on the halfway line. Ludicrous <laughs> back pass. Yeah. To his keeper. And then obviously the linesman is nowhere near it because it, it's no one's expecting to see that. No. Uh, the, the goalkeeper just... <laughs> obviously it went out, but clear it. Do something with it. It's just comical. And even the finish <laughs> is comical. I mean, yeah. we, we, needed, we needed a goal from each row. We needed him to, to score a goal. Hear, hear the Fulham fans again singing his name because you know last season it was really difficult for him and I don't think not having the I think having the fans not at the not at the ground didn't help him at all because he needs that doesn't he um, all it all it was going to take I think was a lucky goal a good goal apart from that his performance was excellent wasn't it um, he, he got his bit of luck with that sliding tackle or whatever it was just trying to trying to block the ball Um and and he he stepped up from there. He he was really he was really strong. He was really involved in everything. He was <laughs> making assists. It was, it was a brilliant performance. He was taking players on. He was just that was the Mitchell we all like we all know and love. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, the assist for the fifth goal, I think it was when he played Cavalero. I've not seen him. I've not seen him in that agile for ages. I mean, last season he just like a bit of a dead weight up front, but yeah, he looked completely transformed yesterday, which is really really great to see going forwards. And it was a perfect way to silence the home fans as well, wasn't it? Because they were they were making quite a racket before the game and as the game started. And we, we needed that early goal to shut them up. Um, Mitro had a second goal ruled out for offside, a header from, um, I don't know if it was from a corner or a cross or whatever. Um, and then Fabio Carvalho did brilliantly to put the ball on a plate for Harry Wilson, who then somehow fluffed his lines from around 10 yards out and put it wide. How, I mean, you must have seen it again, Dom. How's he missed that? <laughs> Harry Wilson is going to be one of those players, isn't he, where he scores five plus absolute spectacular goals for us mm. and he's going to end up missing a load of sitters like that. Um, he's just that kind of player, isn't he? Because he hit, he hit the bar later on as well, obviously, which he yeah. probably should have done better with. But um, I don't know what he's done. I think he's clipped the edge of the post. Um, it's sort of got... He's so left-footed, like the natural... The way the ball was coming naturally, he should have could have stuck it in with his right foot. We had to wait for it to come across him, and then he kind of just kind of sliced it. Um, yeah, terrible miss, but luckily uh, didn't take long. Did it for the second one to go in. Yeah, you're right. It was two 0 soon after. We didn't even realise the ball had gone in, did we, uh, Dylan? I mean, Josh Onama scored it. What happened? It, it was so weird. So there was a bit of a, a, a kerfuffle in the six yard box, and then like, oh, hang on a minute, as the game stopped, and then just everyone started cheering. Yeah. I, I, has it gone in? Is it a goal? I only realised. I only realised we'd scored when I saw Mitrovic diving on Joshua Onomar. I thought, well, yeah. he can't be scrambling for the ball if he's landing directly on top of, <laughs> of Onomar. But uh, yeah, it was one of those weird ones. We can't really see what's going on because they were all in, literally all in that sort of half of the goal, and the, our view was shielded by about seven or eight players. But yeah, the the good thing is the ball went in, and it wasn't uh, another missed opportunity. But uh, yeah, a header from Onomar. Not sure I've ever seen one of them before. Uh, good another, head as well. Uh, yeah, a good head. He's headed it down, you know, difficult for the keeper to get to. 
Um, Bobby Reed, a really nice kind of run to the near post and flick on. Uh, don't see that from him often. But um, yeah, it's funny. I think that's, I'm almost certain that's the longest I've ever seen between goal going in and fans celebrating in my yeah. life. It was at least five seconds, probably near yeah. 10. It was yeah, yeah. insane. You, you watch it You watch it back on TV. It's like, hang on a minute. And then, then everyone realises <laughs> and the noise goes up from the other end. It's bizarre. Um, it was 2-1 um, soon after, or just maybe not soon after, but just before half-time, um, predictably from a corner. We don't really need to talk about that, though, as we've got another three Fulham goals to get through here. Plus, I thought defensively we looked great throughout the game in any case. Plenty of teams are going to see, concede that same goal to Huddersfield too this season, Dylan. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's probably that was sort of their only threat throughout the game was from the corners because they got a few big defenders. I think it was yeah. Pearson who eventually made the breakthrough for them. Uh, but yeah, they didn't really offer much else throughout the game. So the corners and set pieces are always going to be their main sort of threat. And uh, it's inevitable that one of them eventually would go on target or in and around the goals. So, I mean, yeah, but I, as you say, no real complaints regarding the defensive performance. I thought we looked really, like, really assertive throughout the whole game in the back four. Tim Ream was excellent again. I mean, ever since he started talking on Twitter more, he's just transformed into a sort of Anderson, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to criticize anyone after a five one win. But here's the but. I'm I'm wondering if Gazaniga should do better there. Does anyone else else think Man. that it wasn't no? Yeah, it maybe, wasn't, yeah maybe. Maybe. I, I, I just we haven't seen for me we haven't seen much of him yet. Um, both the goals we've conceded have been pretty much the other team's only chance um, in both games. Um, he obviously nothing he could do about the f- the first one, but he looks a little bit shaky in the air f- for me. Uh, maybe it's just he, he's he's uh, a new signing, getting used to it, and all that kind of thing. But um, I'd be interested to see him under a, a sterner test, put it that way. Yeah, I think that's always going to happen. Though he's got a new keeper coming with, a, a, he's got a new keeper coming into a back four. So obviously he's sure. never met these guys before, but he has he has performed for Spurs and Southampton previously. So I don't think there should be any major concerns going forward. Um, I'm trying to think, I had another point, but it's just left my head completely. Um, what was I going to say? Don't worry, mate. If you think of it, then uh, then just chip back in. Yeah. Um, the old cliche goes that you're, you're most vulnerable just after you score. And we took full advantage to make it 3-1 when Bobby Reed, who, by the way, had a, an excellent game, chipping in with assists and very, very, uh, a very, very good performance from him. He did really well to find Carvalho. Um, and it was another great finish from Fab Dom. Can we get him to sign that thing now? Yeah. I mean, we, we think of the last the last players who have sort of have come through the academy, Sessegnon, obviously, he was fantastic for us. The ceiling for Carvalho is much higher than Cesson John's, if you ask me. I think, I think he's got more a more rounded ability as a footballer than Cesson John did. Obviously, we love Cesson John, but um, I think Carvalho can go at, play at a much much higher level than this. And yeah, just please, I really hope we can convince this one that he doesn't get his head turned by someone else because he's excellent. His movement and the, the, the movement for I'll come on to Golden in a minute, but the movement for when he set up Harry Wilson in the in the first half as well. He could have gone down for a penalty, but he he, he just ghosted past his defender to cut it back. And this goal, he's, he's in the right place at the right time. Um, and the glorious thing about it is, last season, we'd have had maybe the striker in the box waiting for that. Maybe sometimes not even the striker in the box. We've got 
three, four players lining up to finish these chances at the moment. But they're just flooding forward and attack. Uh, this time it was Carvalho, and it was a really nice, tidy finish. But Bobby Reed's work before it, fantastic. Just uh, when I when I first saw it, you think um, he's maybe got a bit lucky, but no, that's that's all skill. Really, really nice, lovely cut back, fantastic finish. Just the sort of goal we're going to see a lot of this season, I think. Yeah, and I, I think the thing with with Carvalho as well is, you know, I was talking to Danny on the pod the other week or, or last week when we were doing the preview for this game and he said, you know, you need to use him and um, Francois sparingly, but it's going to be very difficult to leave him out if he keeps on playing yeah. as well as he's I, playing at the moment. I, I, I think I think um, Francois sparingly, um, Carvalho is just, he's a different prospect for me. He is... He's probably he's, the best we've got in that position now. Yeah, he's like, he's incredibly naturally talented, I think, as yeah. well. He's clearly got something about him which is different to anything else in the squad. I don't know if you've seen, but I think it was a goal against Villa or West Ham that he scored for the youth team. And it was just like, honestly, it was above first team standard. Like, he's, yeah, he's honestly, he's an exceptional, exceptional talent. And he seems to be sort of pairing that now with hard, hard work in the midfield, which is really good to see. And I'm, I'm sure he'll go far. I, I just hope he signs a contract before the transfer deadline is uh is done and he's exactly what we were missing last season we sat here on the podcast so many times last season and said we really miss uh, a direct attacking midfielder who can score goals and create chances for people and all right we're at a slightly lower level now we're at championship level but he's 18 years old um and he's absolutely flying at the moment and yeah you you, you couldn't leave him out the way he's playing at the moment that's for sure um, there was a nice moment in the second half when the Fulham fans got on their feet to sing There's Only One Tony Fisher, acknowledging the sad passing of a Fulham fan who used to follow Fulham up and down the country every week. Um, so that, that was really nice and unexpected, actually. That, that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, then the game burst back into life again and Harry Wilson was heavily involved. First, he hit the bar, as you said, Dom, um, when maybe he could, have, he could have done a bit better and then stupidly got sent off. It was such a, a ridiculous red card. Um, a bratty little kick out, you know, reminiscent of David Beckham in the 98 World Cup when he did that little flick at um, Diego Simeone. He had nothing to be frustrated about. We were in complete control of the game. Um, thankfully, it didn't cost us, but it was it was a silly move, wasn't it, Dylan? Yeah, I think part of Wilson's game is he's obviously he can drop the ball on a sixpence. I think he's going to have to accept that he's just going to be one of our most targeted players in the team in terms of being fouled. And if he's going to react like that every time he gets fouled, then he's going to miss a, well a good two thirds of the season. Um, but yeah, it's just a it's a stupid thing, and it's obviously heat at the moment. Obviously, uh, yeah, didn't miss him luckily. But it just go. It would, remains to be seen how we'll fare in the next three games against Millwall away on Tuesday, uh, Hull at home on Saturday, and then Birmingham in the League Cup. It remains to be seen how we'll do in them. But I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be all right. But you know, he, he could be oh. a big loss. Mate, it's, it's well, going to be absolutely fine. It's, it's, it's going to be absolutely fine because Caviero's come on, who can play in that position, and he's come on and looked absolutely superb. So just after the red card, Marco Silva's brought him on, and also Anguissa. Um, off went Fabio Carvalho and Josh Onomah, but there was absolutely no sign that we were trying to see the game out at all. As you said earlier, Dom, we went for the jugular um, and really tried to take the piss a little bit. To be honest, within seconds of coming on. Cav made it 4-1 with a superb goal. Fantastic ball over the top from Bobby Reed, And who knew Cav could finish? It, it was... 
That's one of the one of the best Fulham goals I think I've seen in the last three seasons. He Kevin Erie was he was that player when he first joined us. If I don't know if you remember, if you can remember that far back, but his his, his first few games he scored I think three goals in in his first four games or something like that. And he he was running at he was running at players. He he was showing that he could finish. It looks like he's you know he's back. It's obviously early days, but he's not a striker. He should never have been played up front, but he is a player who's got ability on the ball. And if if he can get in behind, he can finish as well. So yeah, what a pass from Bobby Reed. I mean, <laughs> what can you say about that? First time sees the run, dinks it over right into his path, and he's he's controlled it on his chest as well with one touch, little dink, just just fantastic stuff. And it's as I said earlier, it's the sort of thing. Harry Wilson gets sent off last season, season before under Scott Parker. Defenders come on. Probably would have seen that out 3-2, I guess. Maybe 3-1, but probably 3-2. We wouldn't have scored again. We wouldn't have had another shot. And instead, (laughs) he's gone. Silver's gone. Well, they're going to be coming forward. We're going to have space on the break. And and that's exactly what happens. Two counter-attacking goals to finish it off. Just just it's it's just it's brilliant to see. And I, I really like a manager who who can kind of see that sometimes teams teams are going to come at you, you get a chance to score and finish the game off, and that's what we did. Yeah, well Cavalero scored two goals in about fifteen minutes, and I think his last two goals for Fulham came about two weeks apart. I mean, he scored <laughs> against Spurs in the Premier League and then West Brom away, and they were the last two goals he scored. So to come back in such flying fashion, he's literally a London bus, I guess. He's, you wait, you wait ages, ages for one, and then two come along at once. It's wonderful stuff. But he, he looked really happy as well, though. You know, obviously he's going to have a big smile on his face because he's just scored. But came over to the Fulham fans, and I don't know. I, I don't feel like we've always had the best relationship with Caballero. Plus, plus last season, you know, there was probably a lot of bitching and moaning on social media because he was he was missing chances. But um, that kind of reignited that bond, I suppose, between Caballero and the Fulham fans. And that second goal he scored, Mitro did superbly well to play him in. But that was a half chance at best from from yeah. where Caballero was. And he's created that and an absolutely superb finish into the bottom corner. Left yeah, well. he wound it back a few months ago. He missed from three yards against Newcastle, an open goal. But yeah, yeah he's, obviously he's a, he's a great, great player. And um, I think he'll have known last season that he was getting a lot of stick for his performances because he must know that they weren't good enough. But yeah, yesterday was completely amazing. Much, much more than I could have hoped for. So really good to see him back. And yeah, I still love him. I, I, I feel for him because f- for me, the criticism was the fact he was being played up front and he wasn't a striker. He he obviously missed chances and his performances weren't good enough, but he was doing what he was asked. Um and it just wasn't it, it wasn't his type of type of play. And now we do play in his style and hopefully we're gonna see a lot more of that. Um but there was definitely a message in that celebration after the fifth goal, wasn't there? I think. I think um <laughs> you know, the he did the he did the heart thing and I, I think there was I think he was telling telling the fans, you know, this is forget about what's happened. Let's yeah, let's move forward. The with this. Was definitely... sort of thing. <laughs> Maybe not quite that much. But yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I think I think there was I think there's a few players who have got some might might be able to get some get rid of some demons this season. 
We've always said it on this show, haven't we? Caviero, fantastic player. What a player. player. Definitely not fickle on this show, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, I thought what was really nice at the end of the game was seeing Mitro coming over to us, beating his chest, punching the air, slapping the badge. Then Seri and Cav both threw their shirts into the crowd. And the whole afternoon really made me feel like something special was happening here. And from individual performances to collective team performances to the connection between the fans and the players, it, it, just, it makes me want to go to every game at the moment. I'm thinking, right, when, when can I next go to an away game? When have, I, when have I next got a free weekend when we're playing away? And, you know, we're, we're sat in the pub yesterday before the game looking, going, oh, should we go to Blackpool? Should we all do Blackpool? Um, so, yeah, it, it really makes me feel like I, I want to do a few more away games this season. It was it was such a top afternoon. Um, and, you know, if we're going to have a good season, then there, there should be a few more of those, hopefully. Yeah, I, I really, really hope so. I think I think it can be a really good season for us. I'm not going to say, like, record-breaking, top of the league, take home the title, thank you very much, wipe the floor sort of thing. But I really think we can have a positive season even just building on from the mess that was last season, I think even if we can just make some form of progress, that'll be good. Um, but even you'd mentioned Seri and uh, Cavallero and Carvalho, when he scored, I think he pointed to the badge as well, which is another bonus. Just needs to sign the contract now. <coughs> cough, cough. Yeah, um, yeah, right. But yeah, I felt, I really felt a special connection yesterday. And I don't know if that's just because I haven't been for sort of, you know, a year and a half and everything was heightened a bit. But, you know, the performance was magic and it was just, yeah, a magic day out, really, wasn't it? Good. The thing I quite enjoy with the, with away games as well is the banter with the uh, with the other fans. Um, and on, on the train on the way up, uh, Wigo and I got talking to this uh, young lad who's a Huddersfield fan. And he was telling us the players to watch from Huddersfield and, you know, how, how he was really looking forward to getting back and then asked him where he was sitting. He said, oh, I'm going to be sat in the same stand as you. I said, oh, I look forward to having a go at you in a little bit then. And there's there's always that little bit of little bit of a nibble that you have at the away fans, especially because, I don't know, we, we ended up sitting quite near them and every time we scored, inevitably, you end up looking over there. And I remember going to West Ham away back at Upton Park years and years ago um, and we ended up drawing three all. Um, but we equalised. I think, oh God, what was his name? Philip Christenbaugh equalised in the last minute and we had a free kick or a corner or something. Um, and I said to myself, if we score here, it's the last minute. I'm definitely not looking over at the chicken run and having a pop at them because I've just got to go outside <laughs> in a minute. Like, and of course we scored and I was straight over. I couldn't help it. <laughs> Such an idiot. Um, but all, all that sort of stuff it, it, it is what uh, is what makes a really good away day for me. And it, it's all good fun and good, good bit of banter. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, coming on or coming back to, you know, are we going to win the league? And, you know, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. You know, it's two games in. We've played two quite poor teams so far um, and, and we shouldn't get carried away. But like you said, uh, it, it does feel like something special could be happening here. And I think I look at that team and I think the midfielders we've got, they're really difficult to get off the ball. You know, Josh Onoma, um, Anguissa, if he stays, maybe he won't. Seri. Um, they're just really difficult to get the ball off. And if the opposition can't get the ball, we've got such fast players on the wings and then we've got a potent finisher up front. It's difficult to see us losing a load of games this season. So I think we're definitely going to be in the mix. But I don't want to arrogantly sit here and go, well, we've won it already. But I think it's a distinct possibility that we might. It's it's the For me, it's the, it's the attacking when the other team aren't back in position, that's the, the real big difference to me. I know we, we're not, 
it's really hard not to get carried away because of how how we've played these last two games. But as well as having those players who can keep the ball, it's we're always looking to attack with it. That's the big difference. Like before when we played last season, it was we, we got the ball, passed it around a bit, and then we had to try and break down eleven players. This time it's oh we've got a player running in behind the fullback, get it to him. We might score a goal. And how many times did we do that against Huddersfield? Obviously, we've come up against better teams this year, but we can we can hurt every one of them if if we keep that those performances up. And I'm I'm hugely optimistic. I really am. If we can keep this group of players together, I, I don't see anyone being able to stop us. It's risky to say maybe, but that's a hell of a group of players. But even when we do come up against better teams, defensively we're solid as well. Um, and you, as you said earlier, you've got Harrison Reed to come back. Seri at the moment playing in front of the back four to protect them. Tete. Te- yeah, yeah. Un- unbelievable player at this level. We haven't even mentioned Kenny Tete, but unbelievable his, his laugh, it's, it's almost embarrassing how good he is at this level, really, isn't yeah. it? Let's face it. Yeah. it it's, yeah. it's, it's like cheating having a, having a right back who's that good yeah. playing yeah. in this league. It is. Yeah, he, he must have been in the Champions League, what, two seasons ago? So it's unbelievable how he's now Huddersfield away. But even when we scored the fifth goal yesterday, sometimes you think, ah, oh, is his heart really in it? You know, does he really want to be here? That Why would he want to be playing for us in the championship? But when we got that fifth goal, he was over in front of the fans, punching yeah. the air, and he was loving it. So it's it, it does, it feels like it's going to be a good season. And I really yeah. hope it is because... If we I keep think, that momentum, yeah. keep that momentum going, players aren't going to want to leave and they're going to be willing to give it this season. Yeah. And if they do, if, if we keep most of those Zambo, I imagine is off. But if we keep most of the rest of these players, they, then then we could really we could really do things. It sounds like Kamara's off as well. And is it any coincidence that we missed him, didn't we? The, the, first, the first time Kamara Kamara isn't in the match day squad, we score five. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Yeah, probably best. All right, guys, let's turn our attention to Millwall away on Tuesday night. Then that's going to be a that will be a tough game. Um, Of course, we'll be without Harry Wilson, who's going to be suspended. But Cavern the right to start the game anyway. What team would you guys put out for this one? I'll I'll come to you first, Dylan. Would you make any changes, given that there's a quite a quick turnaround? I think I think you just got to go with the momentum. Go unchanged. Obviously, Wilson and Cavalero being the only switch. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't. When you're winning games, I don't think you'll feel it in your legs. I think it's when you're losing that you'll notice players will start to get tired. But when you're winning and everything's good, yeah, I feel like we'll be fine on Tuesday. Yeah, so same 11, just Cavallari for Wilson. Yeah, and how about for you, Dom? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I might consider bringing in Joe Bryan, but you know what, Robinson Robinson played well. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, just just because you know for that that, that crossing ability he's got from for Mitrovic and we might need that because it's it's not it's not easy to play against um it's Gary Rowett, isn't it yeah. it's not easy to play against we we struggle against his type, his type of football quite a lot maybe you know it's it's, it's different different manager and all that but I, I might bring in Brian uh, but otherwise yeah we've got to keep keep going I I'm not a big fan of constantly chopping and changing because you can ride a wave and just keep it going. But So two years ago when we were in the championship, we pointed towards Joe Bryan being the main source of um, creativity for Mitrovic. 
But Mitre is more than just um, a lump who who relies on headers yep. to get his goals. Um, and what we didn't really have that season was a creative midfielder through the centre. And now we do. So yep. are we gonna are we gonna need creativity from those wings as much? It's a it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Maybe not because um, yeah, Mitrovic creates his own chances, and all the while we've got players making runs around him. We saw there were several times he he got the ball dropped deep and passed a diagonal pass around the shoulder. He did that several times, and then he's no slouch really. He's he's not the quickest player, but he can still get back in position in time. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe. We, we were seeing cutbacks from Harry Wilson. We were seeing cutbacks from um, Carvalho. All all different types of players that weren't the fullbacks. So yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. But um, I just I like I liked the the combination of Brian and Mitrovic, and I think he Mitrovic still needs to chip in with a good decent bunch of headers. I think it's just a different type of option, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think we can have the options on the wings. There's no harm in having them, but it's also great to have something through the centre as well in Carvalho, because it gives us the potential to mix it up. And I think looking at the squad we have now, that sort of look as, at Carvalho and Wilson as the two players that can sort of create something out of nothing, which is not really something we've really had the luxury of before. I mean, I know we've had Tom Kearney, but his fitness seems rather unreliable at the moment. Um, it doesn't bode well going forwards, but Carvalho and Wilson are more than adequate replacements in terms of providing those chances for Mitrovic or laying them on for others and creating them themselves. It's it's early days, isn't it? But um, Harry Wilson does look to be a natural successor to Tom Kenny. I know he doesn't quite play in that number ten role. That's that's Fabio, but he he drifts in, he cuts in, he he goes left, he goes right. He could score spectacular goals. I mean, the one that got tipped around the post would have been unbelievable if he'd have caught that and got it into the top corner. You know where he sort of hit it with the outside of his foot. He looks. Like, it looks like we've managed to replace Tom Kenny. I don't know. Uh, obviously, at times we were reliant on on Tom Kenny, and we we really missed him sometimes when he wasn't there. But we've got we've got Wilson and more now. Yeah, I, I think the other thing as well um, about Fabio Carvalho actually is that you saw the way that he created that chance for Harry Wilson yesterday, and he kind of went between players. But he's got such quick feet. I think we'll get a few penalties this season through that yeah. sort of thing. Um, so hopefully, I mean, hopefully Mitrovic is, has put the demons from last season of his penalty misses behind him, and um, and he can he can step forward and 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 get a few goals from penalties as well. But yeah, I, I honestly I, I see him getting at least the amount of goals that he got in the championship last time. Um, yeah. Does Harry Wilson take pens as well? I don't know. Ball, but... I know, he, I know did, he did. He did. He did for Derby against Leeds in the playoff semi final. I don't yeah. know if he takes them regularly, any other level or any other club. We know we know Mitrovic's record isn't great, um, but we have never had anyone really better. And I wonder if Harry Wilson obviously takes corners, takes free kicks. If he can take pens as well, then maybe he's, he's, yeah. he's worth it. Well, if he can fast. find the top corner from 25 yards, he should have no problems yeah. finding it from 18 yards. You think yards. so, but, but he did miss from about either. the penalties. He did miss from about yeah. the penalty spot, didn't he? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Gary Rowett's side drew away to QPR on the opening day. And then again this weekend, they drew one all with Blackburn at the Den. As I said earlier, I think it's likely to be a tougher game for us than the two we've played so far. But having just won 5-1, again, it's it's going to sound really arrogant, but I'm going there expecting to, to take the points. How do you boys see the game going? 
I think it. I think it could be a cagey game to start off with, but I think our quality will prevail in the end, or at least I'm hoping it will. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going to go for a two-one win. I'll. I'll say. I think. I think we've just got it in us to get the job done. I know it's a tough place to go, but we've been there and won by three clear goals. And uh, yeah, it seems to be a pretty happy hunting ground for us. I know the last time we went, it was a one-all draw, but uh, yeah, I'm expecting three points, and um, with good reason. Yeah. It's not that tough of a place to go, is it? Really? I mean, maybe, <laughs> may, maybe in the seventies when they uh, kick the shit out of you, but nowadays they just live off that reputation a bit, don't they? I yeah. think, I don't know. There, it's a tough place to go, and obviously with fans back, it's it, they're, they're going to be up for it uh, as they always are against other London teams. But we've got we've got much more quality, so we we should be winning it. But we, we, as we know, against like against Borough, it doesn't always go that way. If we can keep if we keep playing the way we do, then then we'll, we'll beat most teams. And I, I I expect us to win. I'm going to go for three one. We're going to get a reality check at some point this season. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we just are. But um, yeah, I, I I feel like I feel like we'll score another three. Um, I feel like momentum's with us. No one's going to want to play us at the moment. People are going to look at that game and think, look at the quality Fulham have got and look at the result they've just had. And, you know, some of these games we could win without even, you know, before we've even turned up, if, if teams have got the attitude where they're, where they're looking at that thinking, oh, I don't fancy playing against them. They look really good. Um, but like I said, we'll get a reality check. And, you know, we might completely drop off the radar here. Um, we might make a really good start and then just all of a sudden look shit but I, I don't expect that to happen I really don't and I, I want to I want us to just really capitalize on on the momentum that we're creating here but I just kind of I'm wary of um of being a bit of a cock about it which I feel like I'm being at times when I'm talking like this I don't yeah well we're just going to piss the league aren't we yeah we we, we've only we, won we don't one. We, we don't get to do that much though do we so let's enjoy no. it I mean I mean then, uh, and then, yeah then, I think yeah. So. If it goes wrong, then we just have to deal with it. Then, <laughs> in the meantime, exactly. let's let's have it. In the meantime, what do you reckon, yeah. Dylan? What's your what's your score prediction, mate? Uh, well, I said two one in the the match preview, so I'm gonna have to maintain some form of consistency and just go for two one again. Uh, yeah, I can just see us winning and taking the three points. But I also think they'll get a goal. I mean, I just say the fans fans being back, they'll have some sort of momentum going forward. So yeah, I can. But yeah, it's two one. No, no clean sheet in Silver's opening three games. Silver out. <laughs> silver out. Silver out. What is the silver ball? Damn gone. He's got half left. <laughs> yeah. All right, nice one, boys. Let's leave it there. Thanks for joining me. That was always going to be a fun chat, wasn't it? Thanks for listening at home. We'll be back on Wednesday morning to look back over the Millwall game. I should have J-Mac and Morgs with me for that one, all things being equal. It's exciting at the moment, isn't it? Come on, you whites. Cheers. Fulham.